98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The top stories. Officials report a slight rise in COVID cases and warn people not to let down their guard over the Easter break. The chief executive marks Qingming Festival by expressing sympathy for families who have lost loved ones to COVID. And the Ukrainian president addresses the UN Security Council over the conflict with Russia and war crime allegations. Health officials have reported 3,238 new local COVID infections. About half the cases were confirmed in laboratories, with the rest uncovered through rapid antigen tests. There were also 16 imported cases from countries including the UK, Thailand, Turkey, the Netherlands and Qatar. The hospital authority said 81 COVID patients died in the past 24-hour reporting period. All were 60 and ab- or above. Albert O from the Centre for Health Protection reminded the public to stay vigilant, especially with Easter approaching, warning that recent daily infection figures are still high. In the past two or three weeks, we did see the epidemic continuing on a downward trend, but the current infection level means there are still a lot of transmission chains in the community, and members of the public must not misinterpret that as an easing of the outbreak or that it's come under control. On the contrary, they must stay vigilant and observe all social distancing measures during this critical time. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, expressed condolences for two families who have lost loved ones to COVID-19 as she mourned the deaths on behalf of the government on the Qingming Festival. Aaron Tam reports. In a statement, Mrs Lam said it was heartbreaking to see that more than 8,000 coronavirus patients had died and that over 90% of them were elderly people aged 65 or above. The CE added that the fifth wave of infection sparked by the fast-spreading Omicron variant had hit Hong Kong rapidly and fiercely and had gone beyond her administration's ability to tackle it. She vowed that the authorities will continue to do its best and make use of the central government's strong support to contain the epidemic as soon as possible. Six religious groups released videos this Qingming festival mourning those who've died from coronavirus. Here's Kali Yu. The videos from Catholic, Muslim, Buddhist, Confucian, Christian and Taoist groups were published on the Facebook page of the Hong Kong Social Welfare Sector Joint Action Against COVID-19, the organiser of the activity. In one of the videos, the head of Hong Kong's Catholic diocese, Stephen Chow, said he feels pity for the elderly and children who've passed away under the current wave of infections. He reminded Hong Kong people to take the opportunity to cherish family and friends and to walk through the pandemic with love and compassion. Legislative Council President Andrew Leung says electoral reform has brought rationality back to the legislature, allowing it to pass a record 46 government bills. That's more than double the number in previous years. Frank Jung with the story. In his annual LegCo report, Mr Leung said the relationship between the executive and the legislature has warmed up in the past year, prompting the resumption of the chief executive's question time, which was suspended in June 2019. Without disruptions from misbehaving lawmakers, Mr. Leung said the 49 council meetings that have since been held have been able to effectively clear a backlog of government bills. Mr. Leung also said the Finance Committee held 48 meetings, lasting about 127 hours, less time than the year before. Despite that, the committee passed 120 financial proposals, a record high for the sixth legislative term, involving more than $327 billion. 
German police have shut down the service of what they say is the world's largest illegal marketplace known as Hydra. The Russian darknet marketplace was founded in 2015 and was used to sell narcotics as well as data from stolen credit cards, counterfeit currency and fake IDs. It had around 17 million customer accounts and over 19,000 vendors serving Russian-speaking markets. Hydra had been under investigation since August last year. German police said several authorities in the US were also involved in the investigation. On to the weather. It'll be mainly fine with a minimum temperature in urban areas tomorrow morning of about 19 degrees, slightly lower in the new territories. It'll be hot and dry during the day with a high of about 28 degrees. We can expect moderate east to northeasterly winds. And the outlook, it'll be mainly fine and dry in the next few days, and it'll be hot during the daytime. Right now at the observatory, it's 21 degrees Celsius and 74% humidity. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Turning overseas, the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, has just started addressing the UN Security Council for the first time since the Russian conflict erupted in late February. Following the discoveries of scores of bodies in towns near Kiev, after Russia's retreat from those areas, Mr. Zelensky is expected to argue that Russia is engaged in genocide and the world should do more to help Ukraine. The BBC's Richard Gulpin reports. In his address, it's expected President Zelensky will call for all those accused of atrocities to face justice and for the international community to make sure this happens. He's also likely to call for further sanctions on Russia. Meanwhile, it's been announced that the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and the EU's foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell will travel to the Ukrainian capital Kiev this week for talks with Mr Zelensky. Also today, more European countries have announced they are expelling Russian diplomats. The NATO Secretary-General says the alliance is determined to deliver more weapons to support Ukraine's fight against Russia. Jens Stoltenberg said the equipment would include anti-tank weapons, air defence systems and other equipment. NATO will also look uh, to provide cyber security assistance and equipment to help Ukraine protect against chemical and biological threats. I expect we will also decide to do more for NATO's other partners, which are vulnerable to Russian threats and interference, including Georgia and Bosnia-Herzegovina. Jens Stoltenberg also warned that Russia hadn't given up its ambitions and was aiming to conquer the entire Donbass region in the east over the coming weeks. The Ukrainian military says Russian troops have been regrouping ahead of an ex- a renewed offensive there, and the latest reports say they have already been shelling cities including Kharkiv and others in the region of Luhansk and Donetsk. Efforts to evacuate civilians from conflict zones are continuing. A Sudanese former militia chief has become the first person to stand trial at the International Criminal Court for atrocities allegedly committed in Darfur about 20 years ago. Ali Mohammed Ali Abd al-Rahman has been charged with war crimes and crimes against humanity. From The Hague, here's the BBC's Anna Holligan. Most of the people who died in the three years of conflict were killed by pro-government militias, allegedly targeted because of their ethnicity, gender or simply because they didn't support the regime. 72-year-old Ali Mohammed Ali Abdulrahman was a senior commander of the Janjaweed militia and is accused of overseeing thousands of fighters. Among his charges, murder, rape, outrages on personal dignity, forcible transfer and torture. 
The Iranian film director Asghar Fahadi has been summoned to appear in court over accusations of plagiarism. Mr Fahadi's lawyer confirmed the latest news over a long-running case. Mr Fahadi has denied the allegations. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. The legal dispute centres on Fahadi's latest film, A Hero. One of his former students says the story was lifted from a documentary she made several years ago and she issued a lawsuit claiming copyright infringement. Fahadi's legal team issued a counterclaim. Now the case appears finally to be headed to court with a summons issued for Fahadi to attend. His renown as one of the world's leading filmmakers has been recognised by two Oscar wins for Best International Film for A Separation and The Salesman. Two notebooks written by the eminent British evolutionary theorist Charles Darwin have been returned to Cambridge University Library more than 20 years after they went missing. The notebooks, which include the scientist's famous Tree of Life sketch, are worth millions of US dollars. Fifteen months ago, the library concluded the unique documents had been stolen and launched a global appeal for help to try to find them. The university's librarian, Dr Jessica Gardner, says she's delighted to have them back. They were returned in a large pink gift bag. Inside that gift bag was a large brown envelope. Forgive me smiling, but on that envelope was a short message, just three words. Librarian, happy Easter, and a cross or an X. And inside that was a tightly wrapped in cling film parcel. And the World Bank has warned that Asian economies can expect slower growth in the next few months. In a new report, it said the conflict in Ukraine has driven up prices for oil, gas and other commodities, eating into household purchasing power and burdening businesses and governments that already faced high levels of debt because of the pandemic. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Officials report a slight rise in COVID cases and warn people not to let down their guard over the Easter break. And the chief executive marks Qingming Festival by expressing sympathy for families who've lost loved ones to COVID. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
Listen what I 